Hello everyone and welcome to Believe the Hype, your podcast for all things the manager, BWL's music-focused multimedia and events platform that aims to promote London's up-and-coming fresh acts. My name is Erica. Welcome to part two of the fifth release of Believe the Hype. We are still celebrating the success of our VP Joanna's Uni Sound Music Festival, and here with me I have our president Ethan and Cheryl Ignacio, a woman whose job is nothing short of essential in this industry. Cheryl, thank you for taking some time to speak to us today. How are you feeling? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Would you like to tell our listeners what you do for a living? Sure. I am an emerging artist manager. Um, so I deal with everything from live to production to content, social media, uh, gigs, emails, etc., etc. So it, what does this job entail? Is it a very active job? It is. It is like being a doctor. You're always on call 24 hours a day. Um, so, yeah, it is very, very active, literally from morning till night. What are Which artists are you currently managing? So I manage um, two bands. One is Plain Sales and Little Grim, and then a solo artist called Georgia Meek. All right. Uh, do you remember when you took your first steps in the manager career? Yes, it was about three years ago. So I started um, very, very recently. So I'm a, I'm quite a new manager um, coming into the business. A friend of mine who is in plain sales, um, need, basically was he used to be in another band mm -hmm. and decided to go start his own venture, start up plain sales. They needed help with like admin and things like that. So he asked me, I started doing that on a part-time basis because at the time um, I was working for a head office within the retail sector. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of just turned into a full-time position because I started mm -hmm. getting contacts and really reaching out, networking, going to industry events, etc. And that's kind of how I got my foot in the door. All right. Uh, do you enjoy those networking events? Do you find that they really boost your career? I Yes, band? I do. I think when you, especially when you're working for yourself and not for a company, I think it's very important to go to these events, especially if you've been talking to people on email and then putting sort of like the face to the name. Mm -hmm. um, it really solidifies your working relationship. Mm -hmm. And then from that you can kind of, you get a lot more out of it, I think, rather than just emailing or a phone call conversation. Right. Um, and they're very willing to help you, I think, when you meet them face-to-face because -face, you can tell them more in person about what you actually do, who you actually manage, rather than on an email, it's very, it's quite robotic. Yeah, it's a bit um, like a cold call, isn't ex it? Exactly, yeah. So I think with that, you can really you know, go into depth of um, of where your artists are, uh, what their plans are and things like that, rather than sending a sort of press release or EPK. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it just gives a little bit more warmth to the whole um, relationship. Mm, that does make sense. Yeah, I think with, like, networking as well, you find that it's always... The music industry is just small, isn't Yes, it? very, very small. You always find that... Somebody knows somebody who knows somebody. Exactly. So you're bound to meet them. Exactly. And I think like that kind of hits a nail on the head, especially if, say, for example, if you have, so one of my artists deals with one distributor 
And then I'll talk about them and it'll be like, oh, my God, yeah, I saw your email come through and this and that. So it just it really kind of like expands and extends your wealth of knowledge Mm. and who you meet, because then they'll put you in touch with someone else. And and yeah, again, the network tree just kind of like grows. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you guys say that, because for someone who's on the outside, they might think, oh, the music industry is not small. It's huge because there's so much offer. Where do you start? You have the pubs and the arenas like and you guys are saying that it's actually more connected than people might think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It is very, very connected. You know, I've got like I said, I have two bands and then mm-hmm. I also have a solo artist and you wouldn't think that they would know all the same people. Right. But when it comes to it, it, it doesn't even matter, like the genre mm-hmm. or things like that. Everyone knows everyone. I have mm-hmm. my bands do acoustic sets and then they'll know the same people. And yeah. mm-hmm. you, you're just, you're always swimming with the same circles. Yeah. All right. Even if, it, I, I think whether you're just starting out or you've been doing emerging yeah. for a few years, you're still going to know the same people. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like, regardless if you're working in, like, a festival or, like, a small, like, venue gig as well, literally, yeah. like, a hundred cap. Like, for, for sure. Yeah, like, over the summer, I worked this festival and I just did a gig last week. Yeah. The headliner was friends, one of the people that were playing at the festival. Oh my. It's literally like these people like are from Greater London, mm-hmm. mm. and it's just like it's just so small. Yeah, it's crazy how small the industry is. Yeah, oh. so and, yeah, and then you start connecting with people from other bands and musicians or artists from other cities. Mm-hmm. So recently, there was the BBC introducing live, and I had bumped into so many bands that I knew from like Manchester and like Leeds and obviously other festivals that I've been to this over the summer. So it's so small. So anywhere is a good place to start, you'd say? Um. Unscripted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> in terms of meeting people, yeah, I would definitely say if you want to meet people, the first place to go is to networking events. I think that's a good base to start off with. And then maybe when you go to a networking event, see who's going to be there. And maybe if you can email them beforehand and Mm -hmm. then book an appointment or go meet them for a coffee. Because then when you do actually see them from the meeting, it's quite chilled out. You already know each other. You already have that introduction. So then when you see them, it's kind of like seeing what you can, how you can work together, how Mm. you can help them, how they can help you. Um, Yeah, so I think definitely networking events are the way to go and going to gigs Mm -hmm. as well, really supporting um, other bands, other artists, especially if you, if if I have a genre like, say, indie rock, um, I'd like to go to gigs to go and watch other indie rock artists because I might want them, I might want to ask them to support us in the future. So, you know, to really make relationships with those right. bands. Or they may, may take off faster than your band has. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you might want to do a gig swap with them and things like that. So, again, mm-hmm. it's all associated around networking. What would you say has been the best moment of your managing career so far? If you could choose one. Oh, that's really hard. Because I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be biased. Uh, I think for... I think I have a few for each one. So I think with Plain Sales, we supported, we were main support to Top Loader this year. 
and we played at the O2 Academy Islington in front of 800 people. So I think that was like a big achievement in itself. Mm -hmm. I think for Little Grimm, um, I've been managing them for over a year and this is the first year they've actually done festivals. So they did The Great great. Escape, they did Why Not? And uh, we've had three sold-out London shows. So we've really conquered that area and I've only been with them for just over a year. So to sell out um, capped uh, venues that are capacity that between 100 to 170, mm. all selling out every single time we do one, I think is a big achievement in itself. And also for them getting premiered on like Radio X, Six right. Music, and getting those real um, real national sort of plays is huge. Uh, for Georgia Meek, I've only been managing her for less than six months, and we've managed to get two of her songs on Love Island. We She also then from that, managed to get a sync deal with um, Peer Music Publishing. Mm -hmm. Um, She now has a headline show, her first London headline show next month, which is run by DHP, which are a huge company. Uh, So, again, and we've just secured her first BBC Introducing stage in February um, next year for her first festival next year. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of achievements Mm -hmm. that I've kind of like had and and very proud of but I wouldn't have achieved those without the hard work of my bands and artists Mm -hmm. so it all goes hand in hand it is a mutual yeah it's a combined effort from 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 all of us what are some common challenges that you meet in this job and how do you go about them um I think one of the hardest things is when you're campaigning a single or a gig or a an EP I think if just even just like compa- campaigning for a single obviously the challenge is trying to make a lot of noise around it beforehand making sure you can get those premieres on the right spots mm-hmm. trying to gain that radio play trying to get as much publication and the bigger big playlists as well, like those big Spotify playlists. Mm -hmm. I think those are the big major challenges for unsigned artists at the moment. Um, You know, but you still have to keep pushing um, the way I would kind of, the way I would kind of start to deal with that is um, start off with your local, so local playlisting, local radio, local publishers, local reviews and people who are local to to your community, you know, because they'll always back you and they'll always be there because you're from that town or you're from that city. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, obviously, if you're somewhere from London, that's a little bit harder because you're trying to push through the noise. Mm-hmm. But again, if you're mm-hmm. in West London, try to get local radio from West London. If you're yeah. north, then do the same for that. So really try and break it down. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say those are still like the ongoing challenges. Every time we release a single, it's still trying to push them on that mainstream media. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just so saturated as well, isn't it? It's so competitive yeah. that it's, you really have to know the industry very well just to even make an impact on any release. Yeah, yeah that, that does make sense. There's a lot of offer, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. there's a, yeah. I mean, like you know, my guys have been played on Six Music six weeks ago, so it's like the challenge is how do I then take that and continue those plays on Six Music mm-hmm. or get onto someone like Radio One or 
you know, these are these are the sort of like weekly stroke monthly challenges um, that I have to deal with. And obviously, sometimes you need to change up your strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I would definitely say for me, that's one of the ongoing challenges all the time. So you're also in charge of doing the promotion online, right? You mentioned doing social media. Yes. So I work with my artists to do their social media. Um, I think it's good to understand your brand. Mm -hmm. I think if you don't understand your brand, that's very, very difficult for you to promote yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's what is your brand? Who are you? Mm -hmm. Who do you appeal to? Who's your target market? Um, What kind of radio stations do you appeal to? What magazines? What bloggers? Um, You know, people want to see you as a band. They don't want to just... You don't just want to keep selling your show. They want to know who you are as people. So they want to know the behind the scenes. So I think doing things like Instagram stories are really important. You know, again, just really be natural and have fun with it because you're still human beings and you're still people. You're still doing stuff around your music. So, Mm -hmm. you know, your fans want to see that side of you as well instead of just who is this person that I'm seeing as a guitarist? What do they do in their spare time? Mm -hmm. Where do they where do they go? What are their you know, what music do they listen to? Things like things like that. So I think it's really important that as much as I work with them with social media, your artist really needs to be the ones to put in the time and effort to um, let their audience know who they are. But, yeah, I think, obviously, branding is really important as well. Mm-hmm. And is interaction important as well? Yes. From their behalf yes, to their for sure. Um, you know, I have, I'm have. i quite lucky where my artists actually, like, DM their fans mm-hmm. um, and they don't just do, like, a blanket email or a blanket text. They actually That's good. message them... <laughs> like and update them of things that's going on mm-hmm. like they even say come come and have a drinks with us you know they're very very interactive with their fans mm-hmm. I, nice. I definitely say more so on instagram and twitter um than maybe facebook but yeah so they're very very interactive dm dming is the way forward yeah for sure definitely. i think from a business point of view as well it's authenticity and like yeah. genuineness what sells nowadays yeah. Again, it's just, you're exactly right. I think it's just natural. Everything has to be natural and not not performed. Mm-hmm. You just have to, and people will will like you because of, because of how genuine you yeah. are, you know. Of course. If you're doing something silly, that can't be an act. You genuinely yeah. have to be silly, yeah. you yeah. know. Like, I think people like to see that they're on the same human level yeah. nowadays as yeah. artists are supposed to putting them on, like, a pedestal yeah. and just basically idolising yeah. them. Yeah, fans want, want to reach out to them. Yeah. Fans yeah. want to be able to know that, like, oh, my God, I want to be... I can go with that drink with that person. Yeah. Sometimes my bands put out things like, oh, we're going to be... Who's in the London area or who's in the Peckham area? We'll, we're going to be having drinks here. So if anyone's around, come and join us. Yeah. yeah and it's pretty Like, yeah. the response that you get, I mean, it's not like a horde of fans coming, yeah. but they'll have, like, five or six people responding going, hey, like, yeah. I'm there, like, a little bit later. If you're going to be sticking around, let us know. Mm-hmm. So they'll keep people updated on their social media. It's quite nice. So it's doing little things like that. 
And that's kind of like what you need, especially at this sort of like level, mm-hmm. is still yeah, that genuine contact with fans. Approachable. Yeah. yeah. Transparency. Yeah, for sure. Was there any assumption or any idea you have of being a manager that completely changed after you became one full time? Um, I thought it'd be easier. <laughs> uh, I think I think because my role started off very admin. Yeah. I was like, this is just so easy. Why yeah. do people complain? And then as the roles got into more work, like dealing with gigs and trying to work with the best promoters and, again, promoting a gig, making sure that we're reaching out, you know, one of the the main things are I think that everyone has trouble with is selling tickets. Yeah, definitely. So whether you're a promoter or the artist, selling tickets is by far, if you haven't got that fan base and you're just starting out, to say that you can bring 30 people mm-hmm. is going to be 30. <laughs> yeah, it's simple, but it's not. I mean, it's you can't keep bringing your friends and your family. Yeah. So it's like, how do I get genuine fans? Yeah. So again, I think the DMing really helps because by talking to them, even just for one or two minutes, you know, they might just like to like you as people as well as like your music. So mm-hmm. they'll be like, actually, I want to see what they're about. So I might pop over to one gig. Yeah. You know, and then they'll, t- if you have an amazing show and you perform well, even if you're performing in front of 10 people, that's 10 people who didn't know you before. So mm-hmm. word spreads, they're going to then tell their friends and go, I saw this amazing band. Like it was empty, but oh my God, they yeah. were so good. Yeah. Like I want to catch their next show. You should come with me. So it all starts off very small. But yes, I thought that starting, becoming an independent manager was going to be easy as pie. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I think the nature of like artist managers nowadays have definitely changed as well. Yeah. You do everything. Yeah, you do everything. Everything is DIY. I think the issue now, what people are having is that artists want a manager to almost become, want a manager just because they feel like they don't t- have time to do admin. Mm-hmm. That is not what a manager's for. No. <laughs> a manager is not your PA. No. First of all, and I think a lot of people and artists get this wrong. I have many, many people asking me to become their manager because they haven't got time to do social media or they Mm -hmm. can't get a gig or they can't do this or they can't do that. When I choose an artist, they need to be seen. First of all, obviously, it's their music. I I don't necessarily have to listen to their music. I need to appreciate where it's going. And if I foresee that that sound of theirs will will blow up, Right. and become big but I the way I choose an artist is that they need to be doing they need to be a ready-made band yeah they need to be doing everything that they can possibly do in their power and that's cover socials that's trying to get gigs you know obviously all my artists are unsigned so I'm not saying that you have to be you know up there just about to be signed by Universal mm-hmm. But I need to be see. You need to be seen that you're you're trying yourselves. You're making your own videos. Doing you're doing your own content. Mm. You're even like building your own shows. Yeah. You know that's what a manager is going to want to help you because then they have a team to help. Mm-hmm. Not that oh I need someone to help me do my emails or I need someone to help me build a website. Yeah. That's not that's what not we're the there to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know you need to be working with your manager, not allow your manager to path the way for you to get to stardom. Yeah, definitely. 
So to wrap up, do you have any advice to leave for anyone considering this profession? Um, I would definitely say start off with one artist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, start off with one artist. Start off with one artist that you definitely believe in, someone that you're going to because it's a like I said it's a 24-hour job this part this artist or these artists will be in your life and you'll see them more than you see your own family and friends first of all that's a given and then um you know consider don't waste your time on someone that you don't believe in mm-hmm. if you don't believe in them there is no point trying to manage them they might be Chris Martin from Coldplay, but if you don't believe yeah. in yeah. that music or their sound, it's harder for you to sell because at the end of the day, that's what they are. They're a brand and you're trying to sell your brand to people. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have that sort of instinct about it, um, yeah, then there's no point. But yeah, I would definitely say it is one of the funnest jobs and rewarding when things go right. Yeah. But at the same time, it's one of the most hardest jobs to do, I would say, especially if you're independent. But it's worth it if when if the good happens. <laughs> Once again, thank you for joining us, Cheryl. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. An act that Cheryl manages is our November One Not To Miss feature. Her name is Georgia Meek, and she released her newest EP, Pop Culture, this month. Here's Bad Girls. Live off bar back tips and McDonald's chips that we eat on night buses. I live with a couple housemates in a basement flat and there's never clean glasses. So we drink our wine from the bottle, live our lives at the bottom. But we don't mind, we are, we got time. Roll
Question of the month, what questions do you have regarding press campaigns and releases as a DIY artist, band or producer? We have some awesome guests next month who may be able to provide you with some insight. Thank you for listening to Believe the Hype. If you enjoyed it, please consider keeping track of our podcast on our website www.themanagermag.com. You can also keep up with the latest news on our Facebook page, Instagram and Twitter. Just look for at themanagermag. Our Spotify account and YouTube channel are The Manager. Feedback and suggestions are always appreciated, so if you want to reach out to us, just drop us a message. On the next episode, we're talking to two LCM alumni about their business startup within the Westmont Hub. Stay tuned to find out more. Cheers! Believe the hype. Believe the hype.